Yo, guys, welcome back to the Banana Bus podcast. I'm your host, Luke Viles, with my awesome co host, Mr. Henry Johnson. How are we, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Very good. It's uh, a new week, fresh faced. We went, tra- well, no, we didn't train at the weekend, but we helped coach a team. Didn't we, yeah, we? we had a little social outing, you know, um, we were doing things. We, we were spreading positivity back into the paintball community and trading JT parts. And stuff like that. Yeah, mate, I come back with so many JT parts. It's unbelievable. No, but it's, it's brilliant. It's not about us. We have guests. Guests. Not a guest. We have guests today. Um, so for people that don't know, um, Mayhem Paintball happened uh, not so long ago. And there was a three-man tournament ran by the Mayhem Tigers. And we sponsored a prize, which was... A JT mask. And it was for best move of the day, wasn't it, Henry? Oh, it was best player of the day. Best player of the day. See, Henry's on it because I don't know. <laughs> well, I was um... there, so I hope I know. <laughs> and a young lad, Mitch, actually went on to win that prize. And part of that prize wasn't just the JT Proflex. It was also to jump on and join us for an episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Mitch and Hello. his boss man. Adam, who runs the SAS. Evening, How are guys. we, people? Still ginger. Still ginger. <laughs> <laughs> are you like a real ginger, or are you kind of like you know when everyone goes, "Oh no, I'm just strawberry blonde." Oh no, that's they're they're just gingers in denial. They're they're the wrong right, type. Okay. You just got to embrace it, haven't you? <laughs> so <laughs> do you get in sunset? <laughs> do you, do you get burnt in the moonlight? I'm a day walker. I've uh, <laughs> I've plenty of practice at it now. <laughs> I love that. How are you, Mitch? Yeah, I'm all good. Uh, recovering from the weekend. Wicked. Well, I'll tell you what. Then, how about we start with uh, we, we start with Adam? Um, if you want to just introduce yourself, um, what you do for a living, if you want to, and how long you've been playing paintball, and what what team you play for. Okay, so um, I'm Adam Parkman, and I currently run SAS UK. Uh, this is a Woodsball faction of the worldwide franchise of SAS and I'm currently the vice president for the rest of the countries as well so we have teams in 27 different countries and we have a team in pretty much every state in America so we we sort of like have an ethos that we stick to and um, I help shape that and develop that and roll out new chapters across the world help them get set up and how to bring in new players and best practices uh, for a living, believe it or not, even though I shoot people for a hobby, I actually work for a company called uh, Arco, which are experts in health and safety. Um, <laughs> so, so we supply a lot of um, like products for um, like the NHS, anything to do with any workplace safety from COVID right the way down to hard hats and stuff like that. So that's what I do. Damn, you're a busy man in paintball. Very busy. Very busy. <laughs> Very busy. Sometimes I'd like to stop, but you know, I love it too much. Oh, wicked. Wow. What an intro. <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. quite <laughs> over to you, Mitch. How um let's introduce yourself. Um, I'm Mitchell Waite. I've been playing paintball for a year yesterday, and all I do is school and shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the easiest life going at the moment, hasn't it? <laughs> so I'm guessing you started uh, last superheroes and villains. Yes, Is that correct? I did. I said, like, "Oh, it's so cute! What what good timing for this podcast?" 
Mitchell, do you, wanna, do, you, do you want to tell him how, how that came about and the fact that you just mm. turned up? Yeah, come on, I... sir. Let's hear your story. Okay, so I was like, I had nothing to do. And then my dad texted Adam. And then I was playing at Superheroes vs. Villains. My dad just took me and left me there for the whole day. <laughs> and the whole weekend, he just dropped me off and left me. Yeah, I think and... it was uh, a member of staff from Skirmish came up to me and went, there's some kid here looking for you. His dad said, leave him with you, I'm off. I'll see you at the end of the day. And uh, <laughs> there's Mitchell, all bushy-eyed, and I want to shoot people. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't bring no paperwork, did he? Like an adoption form for you? I think in hindsight, we, uh, I think there was a, a couple of emails bounced around about ownership, but uh, you know, <laughs> we, we ended up adopting him anyway, so it was good. That is, um, I don't think I've ever come across a story like that. Like, oh, my dad just dropped me off at this field and um, I just joined a, a bunch of people that I've never met and uh, had fun. Mainly, yeah, it's, it, you know, usually it's the birthday party route, but th- this is different. Yeah, you just yeah. gone straight into the deep end. I, th- yeah. I think it was. I think, obviously, I'd spoken to my dad a few times uh, over the UK paintball forums, um, just basically said he wanted Mitch to get into something different get him out of the house i think um so there was conversations that had before um we obviously said we'd look after him for the day and he even walked away with about three four hundred quid's worth of kit and a full setup at the end of it so um <laughs> literally we chucked him in at the deep end obviously protected him while we were playing the game just showed him the ropes and um basically he got shot a couple of times and it was a bit of a wake-up call as to playing full impact but now yeah. he was literally at the weekend, he was running headlong into about 30, 40 people shooting at him with Thor's hammer in his hand, chucking it in a basket. So I think he's come <laughs> a long way in such a short space of time. No, that's, that's good. It's a, that's a different story, definitely. Um, so apart from like, how did, hmm, how, how did the day go? Like, obviously when you first turned up, I guess, and you were quite nervous, Mitch? Oh, yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> the first match we played was we stuck in a tunnel and I was the one left. The only one left. Someone came behind me and put three into my back and that was probably the worst feeling I've ever had in my life <laughs> at that moment in time. And then you just thought, time to, I want to keep doing this for the next year. Yes. You have no back. We we kind of pulled him off at the side because we knew it had uh, sort of like stung him a little bit, and we were just sort of like, okay, this is how it feels, you know. And then I think from there we got you a bounce vest and a little bit more protection, didn't we? And yeah, I think after that it didn't put you off, which was the good thing. Yeah, that's that's good because sometimes the back is the worst area. It, it's one of the worst areas, and especially when you're not expecting it, because the like although you would have that adrenaline. It's just someone's creeped up behind you and just gone, bang, bang, bang. And you're like, that stings. That really stings. So, you know, fair play to you for not being put off because I remember the first time I got shot in the back and I wanted to cry. And you were, how old were you the first time you were shot in the back? Well. Yeah. Oh, Luke, wow. How old were you? <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't want to say I mean, got, it's, it's got a number in it. <laughs> it's, it's definitely over the age of 20. <laughs> By a few years. 
So, Mitch is currently our youngest serving member of the team. I was going to well, say, so it's... that's oh, 13 years of age. You literally just turned a teenager. I turned a teenager at Mayhem Sunday. Fuck you. <laughs> so, so, it's, all, it's all very good time in your paper career. <laughs> yeah. So not only did you win move uh, best player of the day and... Did you just had a look? It looked really good. The three man, I guess. Who who was your three three man team? Uh, my dad. Yep. Um, and Tom. Tom, I'm guessing he's from the SAS. Adam. Yes, he is. He's yes. uh again. He's one of my newer members that we picked up at Superheroes vs Villains last year. So um, oh, right, okay. With his dad as well. So it was a brand new scratch team that we've put in for the experience because we are entering the three-man at Skirmish Nottingham over the winter, which we've been yes. doing for the last two or three years. Um, so, again, we wanted to give them a little bit of a, a taster, again, of what the three-man format is. So when they go do it properly in the winter, they know it will be expect. a little bit more experienced, yeah. So is that I've... something you're looking to do as a SAS? Because obviously you're like predominantly Woodsville-based. So is this a new little branch of SAS? Well, uh, for us, I mean, to be fair, the first time we turned up to Three Man at Skirmish, everybody was looking at us. It's like, um, what, what are you doing here? Why aren't you in the woods? <laughs> so like, well, we want to try something new. And I, I think for us as well, it's all about the skills as well. It, you can transfer quite a lot of like the skill set from there into the woods. It's just your barricades are a little bit less forgiving in the woods uh, yeah. than a sub-air barricade. Um, but also... Because of the way the sport is and obviously COVID and everything happened like that, we wanted to try and bridge that gap between Woods and Supair so we can offer all formats of paintball to anybody in the team. So whether they stay with us or not, we can then give them an avenue into some of the teams that we associate with. Um, so if they didn't want to stay with us, rather than leave the sport or try and, you know, approach a team that they don't know and say, hi, can I play with you sort of thing? It's a case of, hi, meet, like Gaz Jones, for instance, for the Sneaky Snorkels. We've worked together for many years. Gaz used to be my vice captain. So anybody that shows signs of wanting to play super, we can say, right, okay, here's Sneaky Snorkels. This is Gaz. He runs that side of it. And then we can progress players on that way. Um, And to try and maybe entice some people back across from what we call the dark side because <laughs> um, <laughs> it always seems to go one way you go from woods yeah. to other parts of paintball and I, I think with covid and everything happening over the last couple of years the community aging out woods ball is starting i wouldn't say it's starting to decline it's been on the decline for a while so then we look to people like mitch and the younger players rather than players from other teams to start bringing in that next generation and offer them all forms of paintball well, Steffi sounds like a very inclusive program. And I'm guessing, you know, you said you're writing your, what what, what do you call them? Like the kind of like the ethos of yes. SAS? So the SAS was actually formed in America, um, in Wisconsin, which I think in the height were a thousand strong, which oh, well. sounds a lot to us, which is probably a quarter of our community. But it's America. You could fit the UK into Wisconsin probably about 10 or 12 times. So they've got the player base. Um, but they, they have a creed, um, which is on the website. So it uh, involves like respect all players, help develop young people. Um, and just basically don't be an idiot. You know what I mean? We welcome everybody. 
because there's nothing like a big ego to put you off joining somebody. Um, I get there's a lot in paintball. Ego is very much a big part of paintball. Um, but again, we've got to cater to everybody. So it's a case of trying to make it as welcome as possible. And if we stick to that sort of ethos, then, you know, I think we're on to a winner. It just takes one bad person for like your foot, one of your first experiences of paintball to just be like, I never want to do this again. The people are awful. But um, that's obviously worked out with Mitch. So Mitch, how did these guys help you keep playing paintball? Adam just taught me how to play and go, shoot that guy in the face. And I was like, yeah, sit down. That's what I came here to do. <laughs> oh, I love the simplicity. There was yeah, a little bit more to it. <laughs> just shoot that guy in the shoot face. Shoot this guy yeah. in the face here and, and smile while you're doing it. I think one of the biggest motivations for Mitch was... Uh, he wanted to shoot his dad quite a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. A so, lot of it. So if I ever want him to do something, I'll stick his dad on the other side and say, right, Mitch, <laughs> when we run this drill, I want you to pop your dad. <laughs> and uh, it tends to get him going a bit. Oh, yes. <laughs> on, on the topic of drills, what sort of drills do you do in the woods? Because um, obviously, sub-air players, as as Henry and myself are, we, we have our drills. So do you do kind of similar like or how does it work like okay so we we've got we we now hold something called boot camp um some people have heard of it some people haven't we did a documentary about it um with snap and shoot um so we paid for him to come down and basically like you say you see us on the field but then not many people know much about the squad and what goes on behind it so we rent out skirmish nottingham that's the one yeah i've watched uh, them. we we rent out <laughs> skirmish nottingham for an entire weekend and okay. we bring the team down and so we do some of the standard drills that you would do um snap shooting um bunker work that sort of thing um but then when we go into the woods we tend to do like team movement and things like this so it's all right running headlong into a fight but most people if they're getting pushed back they'll just turn around and walk away from it and then they get shot in the back. Like you were saying earlier on, you get shot in the back. So we teach them how to advance forward, but come back while facing the enemy and still shooting. Um, how to work together as a team, like communication-wise, we have a ranking structure. So there isn't 10 million people all shouting different instructions. <laughs> so we, so like red, which is what you see myself in, is myself mm -hmm. and, the, and the vice captain. And then because of the sheer amount of people we have, I have then like sort of like sub-captains, which will be an orange, and they'll have five players under them, five or six players under them, so we can break the team down that way. So then when an instruction comes down, it filters down to the orange, and then they will tell their five people, and they will tell their five people, and then it all comes together. And it's all about that cohesion. So as well as the gun skills, from basics to here's how you hold a marker left and right-handed, right the way up to full team movement, um, from, right, okay, we'll send 10 of our guys to assault that objective while the other 10 run around and do a flank. And sometimes everybody thinks it's easy, but it's not. And you've got to watch for the player as well. You've got to watch the field to see, right, okay, I'm going to send 10 guys in there. Well, why? There's about 50 people in there. You're going to get mullered. There's only 10 people on the other side, so let's manoeuvre around that way. And it's all, it's all about that structure. And, again, the drills that we do are to simulate attacking a castle or a well-defended trench system, or, you know, bunkers. It, it it's, it's hard to explain how you would do it, because obviously you can't see yeah. every opportunity, which is why we did the video, 
to show what we can do. And I think Mitchell agreed with me from boot camp this year when he arrived to the end of it, the skill set that he came out with really set him up for the season. So it was he could shoot left and right handed. He yeah. could Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, what's your thoughts on boot camp and the drills we do? Oh yeah, it was fun. Everyone I think got quite annoyed about the eight people holding up about twenty eight of us in that one castle. Yeah, so we we did it. We we tried to prove a point. So I got my leadership team into the castle up at Skirmish, and we left the rest of the squad with none of the leaders involved, and said, "Right, okay, there's your objective. You've got to get this objective into that castle within ten minutes." The eight of us held them off for the full ten minutes, which kind of annoyed them a little bit. So then we went out to them and said, "Right, okay, this is where you went wrong. This is what you did well. This is how to do it." Yeah. And then they assaulted us the second time with a little bit more aggression than probably the eight of us would have liked, but they then achieved the objective <laughs> with the instructions we gave them and a few more bruises than I'd like to admit. <laughs> but how long did we have left? So of the 10 minutes, we managed to hold them off for 9 minutes 30, so they managed to do it with the last 30 seconds, um, which gave them all a bit of a buzz, and we were kind of like, come on, we can't hold them off again for the second time. It just <laughs> wouldn't look right. Um, but no, hats off to them. They really got their uh, act together and managed to achieve the objective. Nice. How many um, How many players, or roughly how many players do you have over of the SAS over here? Uh, so we have 29 currently in the UK team. Um, at our height, we're at 50. And I think North versus South 20, 2018, just before COVID, we had 40 turnout um, all in one go. But at the minute, now that the team's at about 29, because people move on um, through life choices, you know, if they have a baby, just want to stop playing, get old, you know, or just find some new hobby. But I think this year we've averaged 20 to 22 players a game. Nice. So that's a lot of people. Like just yeah. having that amount of people come to like to any big game, like the superiors business just gone. Like it's just a massive amount of people just to have like it all representing SS or representing your club. And I bet with all the organization and stuff you do in these boot camps, like you're a pretty good force in a big game with all this like actual organization, the chaos of chaos of a big game. I'll let Mitchell answer that one because obviously I, I've got a biased opinion on that. So I'll <laughs> let Mitch answer that one. Do the plans work from boot camp, Mitch? That's oh, what yes. we're trying to ask. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All you hear is Adam. When we was at Superiors yesterday, he got three of us to run to the front lines. And what Adam says, you do it <laughs> before you get chased down the road. So just do what he says. But Mitchell, how many objectives did you get in that basket? Too many to count. <laughs> so, so you ended up winning the superheroes versus villains, or, or... we did for the first time uh, as heroes. So, uh, the villains have won it for the last two years. COVID nineteen won in twenty twenty, uh. um, naturally. Um, <laughs> so, it, it was nice to finally get a win on the board for the for the heroes. Nice. We're talking about big games then. Um, you, Adam, were a general at the Mayhem Big Game this year. Yes. And were you a general last year, if I believe? Uh, I've generaled it for the last five years. Um, so, yeah. What, what's what's that like years. being a general? Like, Because it's, it's all well and good having 22 players that you can control. How about um, however many there are on either side of... It... Uh, it 
sometimes it's like herding sheep and then sometimes it's like a well-oiled machine um <laughs> i suppose i've i've had the fortunate experience of having the likes of tommy webb um gaz jones um people like rob daniels from universal exports i've 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 played with these guys and i've had the tutelage from those guys to sort of like say this is how you run a game and then naturally overleading north versus south paint fest mayhem you you become your own style but i think a lot of people don't realize just how much work actually goes into running these big games they just think we turn up and shout at people um and it can be daunting you know when like mayhem this year was 600 people and i was looking after 300 of those trying to guide them all into a certain objective uh or a certain area where we need them to be you'll get the odd one or two people that go well i'm not doing that you're not doing what I, you know i'm not doing what you say it's like okay but you stood like 300 feet away from the front line long balling people and you're only shooting your own people in the back you know what i mean <laughs> then you get some people like mitchell go give me a job to do i want to go run at something okay off you go um so I, I think it it all depends on the game and the attitude of the people when they turn up as to how well it's going to go. And for the last two, three years, I would like to say that the majority of people are <clears> very receptive to it because it gets results. And they like to say I was on the winning side. Um, even when we lose, we still, you know, we look at it and we go, yeah, but we gave it everything on the field. Um, there's no real saltiness about it. You see all the banter flying around and things like that, but at the end of the day, we're all friends. We've all played together yeah. and against each other at some point. Um, so there's nothing, there's no bad blood ever left. So it's, it's always rewarding win or lose. Mitch, sure. the supper that you, the three man that you participated in, the four, uh, Mayhem just gone. Was that your first time on a supper field or did you play the winter three man series last year? Um, I play the winter three man um, and I play with Sneaky Snorkels as well. Okay. Doing top air. Is that at the CPPS or is that just at the three man? Uh, that's at CPPS as well. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, nice one. Nice. So, what division is that? Is that uh, the... Division five? All oh, right. Okay. So, you're going to be there this weekend? Uh, yes. All oh, right. Okay. Well, we're there. Yeah. So we can have a little catch up, little high five. Yeah. Know, little talk. Um what was what was your winning move? Because I wasn't there. This I was on a paintball ban. Um I wasn't there at Mayhem. Henry was. Did you want me to review this? Yeah, come well, on. Well, as in as in per content from the yeah. start of this start of this um podcast. Yeah, Mitchell just just was going at it. It was just so confident just to run down, run like go for people. Like, yeah, he just he just wanted all the smoke and it's you just couldn't deny it. There was this like no offense, smaller person just running up and down the field every time I was refing. Like it was brilliant. I think all of us like so basically it was the refs that were choosing, um, like who for player of the day was and we were just like, there's no question. Had to find out what your name was, and then it's like, yeah. Um Yeah, Mitch was just on a kill streak. From a Yorkshire point of view, we like to call him the whippet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we just like, Mitch, go get that. Okay. And he's just off. He's just gone. Um and it's nice to see that enthusiasm. It really is. It's a breath of fresh air, especially to some of like the team as well that, you know, they, they see a young gun like that come in and just watch him run laps around the field. It's just, it's a pleasure to watch him grow, to be honest with you. Because um, in two or three years, he's going to be better than all of us <laughs> if he keeps going <laughs> the way he's going. So, 
it's I nice mean, to see. It is what paintball needs is the youth. Um, there, there was a survey that was put out by the UK PSF recently, and um, some of the results. Obviously, the age group was quite a high age group. It, it was definitely over twenty. The, the vast majority of players, and we really lack in having youth. Um, so it's like you said, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air when you see a, a young player come in and take to paintball as fast as Mitch has. Um, Because let's be honest, if you get shot in the back, it can put you off. And you guys have like nurtured Mitch into it saying like, okay, look, the pain pain's what? 10 seconds, something like that. It doesn't last. We'll get you a bounce vest to give you a bit more confidence. And now look at him. He's just sort of, like you said, running laps around people and winning prizes for the best player of the day and best move of the day and you're barely 13 i am 13 <laughs> <laughs> when's your 14th next mayhem <laughs> no, it's, all, it's all in paintball events all yeah no it's, it's not Stop months me. now it's it's game dates that's how he sets that's how he sets his time skills out it's game dates i like that i like that but i think what i want to add to that is i think i think you're right it's, it's definitely the the community that we have now is getting older. There's no there's no way to get around that. And I think, like even the UKPSF when they did the poll, it's proving that people are starting to age out, and we do need the young blood coming in. And I yeah. think I started quite late. I, I started back in 2014, and I literally did a couple of rental days, and then thought, I know what I've heard about this game called North versus South. Not think not actually realizing just how big that game was. Rocked up with a bt omega and thought i i was kitted out to the nines and walked into a fight of about 400 people just going absolutely nuts at each other and i was like i'm clearly not ready for this um but i approached teams myself um and i didn't have the right gear i'd not been playing long enough i didn't fit in because i didn't know certain people and there was a lot of doors closed for me um and i think one of the big ethoses especially of sas uk is we will accept anybody as long as they have the right attitude and they're not disruptive to what we're trying to do. And I think like Terry met, reached out to us after recommendations from the community saying, you know, where do I go for a starter team? I want to get my lad into it. We like to think that we'd, we'd be happy to take people on. And I think, I think between my coaching team, we've, we've got just under a hundred years of experience from all areas of paintball that we can just offload to a sponge like Mitch and say, here you go, rather than spend years trying to develop it, here's what we think and here's what we've got to offer. And then Mitch will develop his own style. He's not going to play like me. I don't want him to be me. I don't want him to be a Gaz Jones. I don't want him to be my vice captain. I, I want him to be Mitch. But with the right coaching, Mitch is the development of that. So Yeah, it's, it's like having a fast track, isn't it? You know. Yeah. And that's something I never had when I came into the sport. It's just such a good attitude, like the inclusivity. Like anybody, anybody can play paintball. Obviously, you have to be you have to be twelve, but like old, young, like small, tall, like big, small, whatever. And I'll just repeat a few things. But like, yeah, like that that that's what we need, and also like the knowledge as well. Like anyone can play, but if you don't have like just the basic knowledge of like what gun should I buy, what kit should I buy, like what events, like people to play with, like that inclusivity goes nowhere if there's none of those tips and like welcoming, I guess. 
Yeah, and I think if every team adopts that mentality or at least has that conversation with new players, our our community will double overnight. And I say it to my own team, and I'll be quite happily to call them out. Out of the 29 people I have on my team, I can guarantee you that only four or five of them would have that conversation, you know, would go up to somebody and say, you look a bit lost. You don't know what you're doing. How about coming across? But then when they get into us, that's where everybody then opens up. And I think it's that, especially with the world we live in, just approaching somebody that you don't know and just like, hi, I play paintball. Do you want to come play paintball? It can be quite daunting. And so as a team, we try and break that down as much as possible. And our team varies massively in age group. You know, we've got a couple of players knocking on the 5 sort of like <laughs> age range. Um, not that they'll thank me for that. But then, like I said, we've got people like Mitch, you know, 12, 13, right the way through the age group. So again, it's I'm, we're trying to encourage all of them, no matter what age they are, to just have that one conversation with a friend or one conversation with the player that's looking a bit lost in the field or, you know, just even that down at the trade stands, if they're looking at something, yeah, have a look at this marker, see what you think of that. You know, have a hold, have a play, see what you think. Um, and that's how I think that's how the conversation starts. I think teams need to start getting into that mentality of having these conversations. I like it. So right. Also, Mitch, I've got a question for you. So obviously your dad helped you quite a bit against paintball like doing this research. Was your dad already into paintball or was he also new to the sport? Uh, we didn't have a clue what paintball we well, we thought it was somewhat expensive thing until Adam shared yeah, what you're right about that, but... <laughs> actually like yeah that's but... when we realized what actually it is and how to do it yeah amazing and then so yeah you said what why did your dad do you know why your dad chose people did something just come across his mind he was like ah Mitch like Mitch might like this it's because I like the army I like my guns and I like shooting people and they're like playing Call of Duty and all that. Too right. So that's when we got our done and all that starting to speak to us and that. So I, I think I was pretty similar to you. So I started about like, well, I got my own gear when I was 15, but I had this like, my parents really like people. So you're lucky your parents, your parents do. But like, it was just like, I used to really like COD, but I was like, I just wanted to like get outside and do it. Like I didn't like sit behind a computer, but there's obviously so many people, like so many kids that play COD nowadays, which I guess some adults could see as controversial because it's an 18 plus game, whatever. But I like COD right in front of me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that's what we need. Like it's just it's the same thing, but you just get to do it in real life. Like why why haven't we got more like younger people playing paintball if they all play COD? Mm. But I think we've ha- also turned Mitchell into a bit of a pyro specialist um (laughs) at at north versus south this year he actually set fire to the place (laughs) um not deliberately um but he came running over and he went i've got smoke i'm gonna lob it and it's like (laughs) go go on then lad so we watched him he ran straight up to the front line lobbed this smoke grenade over this barricade straight into a hessian covered ibc and it just (laughs) went went up up. (laughs) it just went up (laughs) And it comes count back. how many things are thrown into there in the space of about 10 minutes. Go on then. I threw a frag, I threw four smokes, four flash grenades, and emptied four pods into it in about two minutes. It's insane. 
Yeah, it's like now he's like all his pocket money is like, I'm gonna go buy more pyro. I'm gonna go buy pyro. It's like, bitch, slow down, lad. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of our badder influences on the young man. No, I mean it sounds pretty good. Um, I mean, let's be honest, who doesn't like fire? Like just in general, like say fire to anything, especially if it's involved in payball. Like it's just I, it's a win-win. I think you just got a, a podcast full of arsonists here. Going on? Come on, who doesn't know? It's the gingerness. It's fire. Have you, you ever know. had a barbecue? And by the end, you're just launching like everything, like chairs, like I don't know, uh, the, the table. No, we, no, we I ain't got that fire. I can safely say, Henry, I've never done that. Uh, no. I think the the most odd thing that ever went on a fire was a beetroot at Mayhem. Roast. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> Is that it? Henry's been in some wild parties, you can tell. (laughs) Okay, so right, we're back on top. Anyway. So obviously we spoke about um like youth and paintballs. So Mitch, are you trying to encourage any mates to come and play? Uh no, not really. Oh come on. (laughs) Come on. No, it's because a lot of them like like the other word, but I'm not allowed to say it. Is that, is, is that the A word? Yes. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we have a little running joke with that that they have to run a gauntlet if they say it at a paintball event. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think you could try and convert them? Probably not. Can oh, why not? And, can I probably try and set you a challenge? Yeah, if you wish. Okay. So I got some nice new um, Velcro patches coming in for the banana bus. If you can get, well, I'll tell you what, if you can get five players involved by and and committed by your next birthday, I'll give you all a patch each and I should have some T-shirts made up. So I will throw them in because I will be at Mayhem next year. That is a promise. Um, And I'll just bombard you with some other merch. Bombard me, I'll try. <laughs> glad, good lad. But, but it, it's got it's got to be five friends. Yeah. And they've got to be committed to the SAS. Okay. And I will will remember this. Yes. <laughs> I've jotted it down. This will be on the internet. It's, so it's no dated. It's dated. It's jotted down. And mayhem next year. And I will check with Ronnie and I will check with Adam that these players have committed. Mm-hmm. So that's your challenge. Yeah, okay. You got just under a year. Yes, okay. I think you can do it. I think think you you can can. definitely do it. (laughs) And then they've got to tell their friends. But I have got a friend who would like to do it. There you go, then you only need Mm -hmm. to find four more. And then he probably might want to do it. Come on, see, you're already already like 20% there. It's all good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so um we covered the winning move play of the day we've spoke a lot about the sas okay. so right when you i guess you camp at um did you camp at superheroes of villains yes, yes we did okay yep. um mayhem yes, yes. we did yep uh, actually yeah i should do i should know that i always see the flags about um we do get about a bit <laughs> Have you got any funny stories from camping? 
as as we've just discovered with Henry, he likes to throw tables and chairs on fire. So have you guys got any funny stories about your experiences at any of the bigger games? I think I, I've got one, which was before Mitchell's time. Okay. Um, we were sat round fire at North Essex South. Everybody's uh, swapping war stories and just chucking random bits of stuff on the fire, as you do. And tables we had and chairs. No, and not so much tables and chairs. <laughs> um, but there was this one time somebody decided to throw a box. What he thought of was spent flashbangs onto the fire, and it just oh, happened no. to be a full one. <laughs> uh, naturally, it went up and pretty much put half the team on the backs from sat, sat <laughs> position, um, which kind of rattled the entire, entire camp and. I don't know if it was appropriate or not, but then about a thousand people all started shouting Alec Akbar at the top of the voices from across the campsite. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like, yeah, it was a bit of a surreal moment, if I'm not going to lie. What what year was this? And It was North versus South, you said? Uh, 2017. I remember it well because it was the year we won. I led it for the first time and won that year. So for me... It was, I've it, got a very funny feeling I may have been there. Because I'm like you, um, my first ever event was North versus South, and I'm pretty sure it was 2017. And Sean and myself went there because we had nothing else to do for a weekend. And we thought we were the bee's knees by having some of our own kit, you know, jerseys. We had joggers on, and I had a nice Manchester Methods Geo that quickly blew its solenoid. After the first time airing it, Lucky. so I had to buy an axe. Um, and I've got a funny feeling we may have joined you in the night game. Well, that that year we went out to hunt the hunter force. Yeah, I've got a funny feeling we may yeah. have joined you. May have just bumped into you by accident and then just casually joined you. And I've got a funny feeling one of you guys shouted at me because... The axe that I was using had a nice bright green light, and the die rotor I was using had a nice bright blue light. And on we told it. you to cover it up. I remember yeah. it. Yep. yep. <laughs> I think we just kind of accidentally bumped into you and we're like, oh, well, we're going with these guys then. <laughs> these guys yeah. are what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So then we were all prepped and we'd put a bit of tape over the LEDs and everything, and then you you rocked up, lit up like a Christmas tree. Hi, <laughs> over here, guys. <laughs> In yeah, this that, bush. that year we got bored and uh, we decided to go hunt the hunters uh, for a bit of a laugh. Uh, I remember it well because there was me and Gaz Jones. We got separated from everybody and we managed to find the main compound where they were all coming from. And naturally, me and Gaz thought we could take it on. Um, we only had a pod and a hopper each and we just literally ran out of this bush and lit everything up that we could and scared a few people. I think Ashlingsby, the hidden hedgehog, was on the roof with his night scope and he was just taking pop shots at us and literally we'd finished that and then walked back to the top of the stairs and Gaz pulled out two beers from his pod pack and said, good game, lad, let's go get some kip. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do remember. Um, I think I remember everyone shouting at the top of their voices, because, like I said, it was the first event that I've ever been to. Mitch, any funny stories from yourself? No, not really. Oh, <laughs> hasn't been that fun, mate. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've got a question for you, actually. Oh, come on then. Let's, let's... Okay, so 
we've talked about the woods ball side of it and the super side of it. How obviously we've got the feeder system of like stag do's and parties and things like that to bring people into the sport, which traditionally that's where it's come from. We're trying to rebuild that so we don't lose that, which is then a feeder system into you guys. What would you say from a super point of view you guys are doing to bring in new young talent? Well, I mean, the one the one I've got, so I've been, I've just finished at uni. So I've been at uni for the past like four years. So quite a lot of time in playing at university. And I run, well, I used to run like the society at Leeds. So we've got quite a few people in that way, which is quite of a weird route because students don't really have any money, but they have the willpower to, to do wacky things. So we've got a few people in that way, but that was, it's not a very common way to get people in, but that's one of the things I guess I've been doing, but it just happened just for my love of paintball and university. But apart from that, but then realistically, most people just, they, they always come through like a Woodsville background because that's just, as you said, like the stag dues and birthday parties is just like, no one just goes, oh yeah, I'm going to go to CBS and go to open training for the first time playing paintball. That just never really happens. But yeah. Um, I don't think I've necessarily um, actively helped any new player. Um, I ha- I have had a few messages from older players that have have come back and have said that um, like a lot of the media side of stuff has helped them back in um, to paintball, found found their love back into into paintball. They're not necessarily new players. Um, the one person I will say, or not one person I will say, uh, the organization that I will say that is doing a, is a good job at the moment in terms of uh, Supair is actually sad. Yeah, uh, they run a, an academy system, don't they? They do, um, yes. Yeah, they're doing so good things. They have brought in five or six new players, kitted them out. Um, and I think those five or six players will then go on and instead of just throwing them in the deep end, this is all what I think they will be doing. Um, instead of just throwing them in the deep end, go, okay, guys, all right, you play for us, but you got to fend for yourself now. They will they will support those players through and bring in another five to six, like, young players. Just Sad's been doing that for ages. <clears throat> so Sad to really, like, obviously, I think everyone here knows who Mark is. Mark like gets all these people send him a question being like I want to play Super Air. and a lot of them just come straight to Super Air, which is as I said quite rare and he's so good at helping them out finding them a team like finding them level and then all the club members are just like oh someone comes the weekend it's like they'll, they'll end up having like kit to play with because someone's always there to help them out and like that is I think we owe sad for a lot of people who get into Super Air. that was one way I got into as well I played yeah. for sad for a while and they're just they're just really good they're really welcoming I guess yeah, and I think that's what we need as a whole community, not just from Woods Bowl, um, but from Magfed, from Super. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that they've brought in Low Impact now <clears> and Gel Blaster, all these gel balls, because um, it there's now that natural progression. So from a young age, you can do like the Gel Master. I think me and Mitchell had a bit of a scrap with a couple of Gel Masters <laughs> in, uh, um, superheroes this weekend in a little arena. That's, that was quite fun. It doesn't hurt, uh, but it gets so them. Fun. It gets yeah, it's fun and it gets that drive there. Then you've got the low impact with the fifty cal and things like that, and then the natural progression into full full um, impact paintball. So I think, especially with social media, like you're saying, like Sad's been doing this for a while, but now that social media's where well, it's pretty much life, isn't it? I think yeah. these sort of things are starting to 
become more prominent, whereas they may not have been five or six years ago when everything was starting to sort of like take off from a social media point of view. Like these podcasts, for instance, would they be around six, seven years ago um, or would they've been re- readily accessible? Um, I'd probably say not. So it, it's all good for paintball, I think, in general. We just need to start getting more people on that bandwagon so we don't lose these feeder systems. Definitely. I think it's just that access. Like, so just because I think there's a, there would be a lot of people around that just if they saw paintball or had a more, like, a bit more of interaction, they'd be like, that's something I want to do. And he said, like, social media, like, that it really helps us all out. Like, someone just sees a video or a reel of someone playing paintball and they're just like, oh, that's cool. Like, I want to find out more. And they kind of get that thirst and that, like, that interest. I think, Mitchell, you watch a lot of videos on YouTube and things like that, don't you, of paintball and stuff? Uh, I think I've probably watched every video I can possibly on the NXL this year. Uh, I watched a lot of Woods Ball. I can't watch any more until they upload one again. <laughs> I've watched that many. It, you were over at the NXL with your dad, weren't you? Yeah. Or did you dad... Something I wanted to hit on was um, Adam. Actually, you told me that Mitch's dad was over at, in Paris, didn't you? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, your dad went over, didn't he, Mitch? Yes. Did you go with him? I don't, can't no. Remember if you, but your dad went, didn't he? Yes, yeah. He went to play the three-man <clears throat> with Jess and Gaz. Um, oh, cool. And he was watching the women's national GB team play. Oh, they nice did one. really well. They did really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, they did, they did yeah, they really did. well. To get second was really good for them. You know? I've had the pleasure of having Jess in SAS as well for a couple of years as well. So it's, it was kind of like a proud moment for us as a team as well to see Jess progress. Um, you know, I think, again, to have women in the sport and doing well at such a high level is amazing. I think even for us as a team, we like to try and bring more women into the sport as well, just purely because it's not a male sport. There's nothing to say that it's definitely a male sport. Um, and uh, we've got about three or four women on the team now that just get stuck in. Sometimes they're scarier than the guys, do you know what I mean? So it's, again, it's opening that access up, isn't it, to the other half of the gender spectrum sort of thing. So it's not just a male-orientated sport. It's it's just nice to see. It really is nice to see. That is kind of like one... Is the word demographic? Demographic, I'm looking yeah, for. Demographic. Yeah, demographic. Yeah. That has really grown in the past few years. Um, I remember when I first started playing Supper, I think, obviously, there's been teams before um, that, but Lionesses were just starting, and they were only Div 5. Now they've got teams in multiple divisions. You know, um, it's not just the lionesses. There's a like they have the cup. the cubs as well, don't they? Which yeah. again is a bit like uh, <clears throat> the, the a academy. academy sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you got like the likes of Claire and um, Lucy. Yes, yeah. Sorry, Lu- um, um, no. I'm just thinking of other people on other teams. Um, so you've got Claire from Firm, you've got Jess on Snorkels, you've got, there's a few others, Kelsey for one for one. Um... But it should, see, it, should, it shouldn't be this hard to name all these people because there's not like, very many of them. No, like, I know. You said there's there's no, there's nothing to say, like your open door payment because like, you need to be male and you need to be female. Like, yeah, but Lioness is like back, like when I started the first time I went to CPVS when I was 16, like, 
I knew Lucia because she used to live in Cheltenham. And I think that's probably the only girl I saw playing all day. And to that, like nowadays, all the lionesses, you've got like so many more, so many more girls that play payball. Before I forget, because she will punch me in the head again, Sarah Butler from Sad. I know who you are now. Um, just saying that because she she cornered me, gave me a good old kidney punch at CPPS at the weekend, and said, "Do you even know who I am?" And I was like, "No, please don't hurt me anymore." <laughs> so um, I know who you are now. I know your face, and you play for Sad. <laughs> And you also play for the GB squad. So congratulations on the second. You're off the hook now. <laughs> I just want to say. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> you will not get mugged next time. No. Oh, man. Um, I, I just, lost my train of We're just talking about now. women and women inc- inclusive, inclusivity. Well, that's the whole thing. Paintball is an inclusive sport. Let's mm. be honest. Like how We're so diverse. It's unbelievable. Um, you don't really get that in many sports. So it, it's hard to. <sighs> I, I'm like completely lost. It's hard to sort of think that. Well, I'm getting all confused here. Why don't we have more players? That's what I'm trying to say is like, what are the barriers that are stopping new players getting involved? And Mitch, you're kind of like a really good example of the youth you you sort of represent the youth and the passion i guess because I, I guess you are really passionate about paintball oh yeah like you said you you watch a lot you play a lot you're getting involved in m- multiple different formats of paintball which is great but you're also staying loyal to where you started which is at the SAS and not yeah. forgetting your i think that's what a lot of people forget is where they come from as well so, yeah, and I, 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 just to touch on that, it, it's kind of, for me, I used to play ice hockey when I was a lot younger, and <clears throat> I always remembered the beginner sessions that I used to go to, and then when I stopped playing, I went back and coached them because that's where I came from, and I, I took that sort of into SAS when I took over on, in this, it's just a case of, like like Mitchell, for instance, he might be with me for a year, he might be with me for 10 years. He might move on, but if he does move on, I'd like to think that he would always remember us as a team from where we started. And when my playing days are done and I'm no longer running SAS, I'd like to think that that would continue through people like Mitch, whether it's he starts his own team or whether new players carry it on, that sort of thing. It's it's building that legacy, isn't it? I think, and I think that that's a good point. You know, people sometimes forget where they've come from and yeah. all the years of knowledge and things that are passed on. It's like, you didn't get that from nowhere. Um, and I think, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I know Henry hasn't seen it, but the amount of messages that I've been getting this week uh, from, from the um, morning wood lot about what we did at the weekend for them lot, like they just appreciated every minute of us giving up our time, our training time to go and help them prepare for for their round and also teach them skills that they may not necessarily have known of or known how to do the drill to better those skills. So it's it's good when, like yourself, SAS and that lot help the next generation or even just, you know, older players learn and fall back in love with the sport. Which is, it's nice to see. That's the thing. It's nice to see. 
100%. But I will say, do you like, Mitch, do you like watching like the documentary series of Paintball? Yes. Okay. Which one's your favourite? Do you have a favourite at the minute? Have you, well, have you watched many of them? And Not many. Okay. I don't, I don't want to side him. Like, I'm trying to not side him with the sub air here, Adam. <laughs> no, no. And and the thing is, it's I I see the potential in Mitch, and yeah. obviously Gaz did as well. And like I say, Mitch is fortunate to be able to play multiple formats of paintball. And when Mitch wants to stop playing SAS, I'm not going to go. You're not going to sub air. I'm not losing you. You know, I I wouldn't put that on him. It would be a case of if Mitch came to me in a year's time and said, right, I want to, I want a shot at, you know, Div 1 Elite going pro, I wouldn't be, oh, well, you're not doing it. It would be good luck. You know where we are when you need us. Off you go. Enjoy it. Because if you start limiting people, that's where things start to break down, uh, relationships break down. And to be honest with you, we've sort of adopted Mitch as our little team surrogate son sort of thing. So for for us to see him progress, it's a a proud moment for us as a coaching staff that we have or as a team for him to go on and progress. So for us, it would be, all right, Mitch, we've given you everything we can. Now go see what you can do with it. And if he chooses to stay with us, Mitch, you better stay with us. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If he chooses to stay with us, that's entirely up to him. But again, it's all the encouragement and supports there from us for him to go do that. That's a very wholesome way of looking at it, to be honest. You could say it's still like, I mean, you're being inclusive by letting someone leave because the inclusivity is him, like, I guess, being allowed to just do whatever people yeah, which don't, wants, and that's how it should be. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be best pleased if he left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I can't hold him back. Um because that would be poor on my part to hold somebody back when they've got the potential that he has. Um, and it, again, the way I say, it, I used to take it very personal when people used to leave. Um, and if they left to snorkels or other teams, I'd be like, Oh God damn it. You know, you know, you, it is, it, it's a loss for the team. Um, but at the same time, it's also a win for the team because they might then go on go play for GB or they might be in one of the top divisions or you know whatever they do in life and I, I look forward to seeing Mitch progress it's it's a pleasure watching him progress as well because it's like oh I've kind of helped him with that so you know it's a win-win all round nice. probably yesterday when a lot of us were talking like the well yesterday a year ago like I used to get shot once and I'd sit back but yesterday I was running into about a hundred paintballs flying at me at once with Aquaman's spear and Captain America's shield. <laughs> oh, this superhero versus villain sounds like a laugh. It is, and it's all for charity as well. So it's um, like this year it was for the Samaritans. So all the money oh. raised was for the Samaritans. Um, unfortunately, we lost somebody in the community last year and the Samaritans were there to help him through his his time and um, it was just fitting that that was the chosen charity this year and everybody just came together, got dressed up. I, I was running around as Star-Lord for the day um, 
you know, Tommy Webb was running around as Flash. He had tinsel on his back, you know, and you just see this flash of gold tinsel gold legging it down the field. And then you've got people like with Mitch running around with Thor's hammer. Um, I'm surprised I didn't hit somebody with it, to be fair, rather than chuck it in the basket. Um, no, I think I nearly did hit someone because I was running along and a bike <laughs> like threw it. <laughs> so I had to run and quickly pick it back up and put my red ball in. And what else was there next to me? Harley Quinn's hammer, what Adam made me run further in front of the basket for. Um, but again, everybody just had fun. That that was the main thing about it. We were playing yeah. paintball. We had fun, and all the money gener- generated <clears throat> is going to a good cause as well. Um, which again is another thing. The community, I think, you you don't find this anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but the paintball community definitely, when people are in need, not just from a paintball side of it, but a family side of it. You know, mental health side of it, which has been very prominent during COVID and. The last couple of years, they really do gel together, and I think it's a nice touch. I think most a lot of sports don't tend to have that, um, whereas I think the paintball community is probably one of the best at that. Oh, good. All right. Well, right. I think I think I've hit every point. Emery, yourself? Yeah, me too. It's been really nice and wholesome. Yeah, so. It's been a good episode. Been very good episode. It. Yeah, enjoy it. Before we leave, good. anything from yourself, Mitch? Um, I would like to thank my captains, Gaz and Adam, uh, and the team for helping me progress in my year with SAS. Thanks, Mitch. Anything from yourself, Adam? Um, I think one thing that we've not quickly touched on is the support that we get um, as well from other areas of the sport. So we're fortunate to be supported by BZ. um, And with that pressure, they, they look after us all the time you know they make us feel very welcome they look after our kit needs as well um nothing's ever a bother you know when we go to them if we need something they'll 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 work their asses off to try and get us back in the game um which which is great we've worked well with them for a couple of years and also skirmish um again we feel part of the family up there they they give us the facilities to run our boot camp and obviously we play the superheroes games there and um the three man so again it's two big stalwarts of the industry supporting teams like us to be able to do what we want to do best wicked any um social medias that people can find you on so we've got uh, our public facebook page which is sas uk 2016 because that was when it was established and i believe snap and shoot have also posted our documentary video up on their website um on their YouTube channel. So again, I would recommend checking that out, not just for our videos, but he does cover a lot of um, CPPS uh, and the Woodland Masters, I believe. Yep. And some of the other tournaments. So it'd be worth giving Connor a shout. Wicked. Um, anything for your personal Instagram or Facebook? If you, if uh, I'm, I'm you? a bit of a dinosaur. I don't really use Instagram so much. Um, <laughs> I mainly use the Facebook side of it um, because with all the teams across the globe, the predominant social media platform that we use is Facebook. Cool. Um, so for me, it would just be my, my personal page. I'm always updating stuff with pinball on there. Wicked. Well, I've just gone and liked um, SAS, so, or SAS, sorry. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I think that is a wrap. Well, thank you for joining us. You two have been a pleasure. You're welcome. Um, Mitch, remember your challenge. Hello. Um, 
I will send you some documentaries of Paintball to watch. Unfortunately, Adam, they are more on the Suffair side of it's things. Fun. Honestly, it's fun. But <laughs> it's more to do with the team involved rather than the Suffair. So um, that's some content for you to watch. Everyone that's listening, go follow uh, Sass on U- UK 2016 on Facebook. Check out Snap and Shoot's um, YouTube page because the boot camp is a good watch. Um, is there any more boot camps coming out? Uh, we hold it every year. Okay. So um, it's always in the April before the start of the big game season. Um, it is a private closed event, but we do, if there's teams out there that are really wanting to learn or anything like that, they can approach us. And we do tend to have some guests every now and then, um, depending if it's beneficial. Um, you know, it's, it's more for new players yep. and for us to get the players up to speed. But again, it's there for new players coming into the sport that it gives them somewhere to go to learn the basics. Wicked. Well, if you are a new player, hit Adam up, and uh, hopefully we can see you on the field soon. But anyway, see you at the weekend, Mitch. And I will. Good luck for round five. Uh, so we shall be you. there. Right. Well, I think it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye Henry? from me. <laughs> goodbye from me we'll, as well. We'll go that way. <laughs> goodbye go everywhere. <laughs> right. Ta-ta, guys.